Crippled Content Creations presents Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability, with your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark, with Andrew Gerza, shining a bright light on sex and disability. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hey there, Disability After Dark listeners. Thank you so much for coming to a brand new episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. My name is, of course, Andrew Gerza, and I am your Crip Crush Friday, your disabled boyfriend experience, your... Disabled Heartthrob, that is me, and I'm excited we're going to have a brand new show today. I wanted to look at doing a different opening, how I say listeners. I I say listeners because I'm trying really hard to remain gender neutral when I do this show because I I have a tendency sometimes to want to use the word guys, and I don't want to be, I don't want to over gender, so I want to try some different things, so let's pretend like I just started it again, and let's pretend I'm going to... What if I said, hey there, Disability After Dark throng? No. Hey there, Disability After Dark humans. Hey there, Disability After Dark people. What about all those? Let me know what you think. Let me know your thoughts, if you like this or not. And if you don't like it, then I'll just keep listeners. But I'm trying to switch it up to see how I feel about it. Also, if you're listening listening to this via Patreon, you're listening to this a little bit earlier, thank you to everybody who continues to pledge. Thank you to those of you who are able to pledge. I really appreciate it. I also hope that the $1 a month tier that I've changed everything to is workable for people with disabilities to consider pledging because I really do appreciate that you put your hard-earned time and value into a show like this. It means a lot. So thank you to those who pledge. And again, if you're on Patreon, you get to hear things earlier, so think about that, and if you can pledge, I'd appreciate it. Alright, alright, I think we're done with the shameless plugs for now, let's get on with the show. So, a couple of, almost a year and a half ago, when I first started the show, way back in 2016, and I know because I listened to the show yesterday, so October 1st, 2016, episode number 9 It's in the archives. You can go back and listen to it if you like. I put together an episode that looked at anal sex called Accessing Anal. Now, it's important to note that I produced the Disability After Dark episodes and now Minnesota's shameless plug, shameless plug, right in for a Minnesota. They're super awesome. But unless there's a glaring factual error or something that I don't like in the episodes, I rarely listen to the episodes back again. Because I just don't want to hear myself. I'm I'm weird that way. I don't want to hear my I don't want to hear myself. I just want to put 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 the stuff out there and hope that the listeners devour it and love it. And there it is. That's that's there it is. Um, but I rarely listen to the stuff again. But since we're revisiting, I want to revisit the topic on anal sex today. So actually, the the title for this topic is accessing anal part two. 
It's a part two. It's only a year and a half later. That's fine, right? Cool. Um, so the f- initial episode back in October 2016, I listened to it yesterday, and most of it was me just kind of talking about how I want to have anal sex, but I'm scared of having anal sex, and how I wish that I could bottom. I was kind of whining in the episode, too. I listened back, and I was like, wow, I'm super whining, and I'm almost begging people to fuck me. Well, that's not untrue. I still want people to fuck me. That's not happened yet. A year and a half later, since having recorded that episode, I've still not bottomed for somebody yet. So if anybody wants to work with me on that, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, let's talk about things. Uh, because I really want to open up my hole for people. Yeah, that's right. I said it. <laughs> oh my God. I said it. And I'm going to leave it in because it's, it's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, so a year and a half later, I still haven't bottomed, but most of the, most of the episode was me kind of just talking about how I wanted to bottom, but how I'm scared for reasons and so all these things. Um, and if you want to listen to what the reasons are, why I'm scared about bottoming, please go back and listen to episode nine. But, uh, right at the end of the episode though, I talk about how I'm a human dildo of sorts. I'm pretty sure I've said this before or since the show, since that episode, I'm a human dildo, and it's awesome because you can, quote, ride me till the cows come home, is what I said. But in the 31-minute episode, that's pretty much all I mentioned about my skills as a top. I wanted to revisit this topic because this time I wanted to use... uh, I, I was scouring the internet, and I found something written by somebody in The Advocate a couple years ago called... 17 tips for being a better top and I wanted to use that guide to talk about what their tips were maybe how ableism was a part of their tips and how we could make their tips that much better and inclusive for big thick cripple dead turtle tops before we go any further I do want to say that this particular episode will be gendered towards cis males or people with penises, but I will have other episodes with guests that focus on queer disabled women and queer disabled non-binary individuals. I want to make sure that I am inclusive as possible and I want to, I'm going to have other other um, guide shows where disabled queer women talk to me about how tips for disabled, tips for, sorry, tips for Queer women are ableist. Uh, sex tips for queer women are ableist. And maybe how there are really very few sex tips for non-binary individuals with disabilities. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I have guests for that. The first thing I noticed when I looked at this 17 tips to be a better top. All of the pictures were of like white, cisgendered, able-bodied men. And that immediately I was like, ugh, really? And even the person writing it who wrote these tips was like your typical L.A. queer gay dude who was like, hey, here I am being super gay. Look at me being awesome. And I immediately was almost not going to look at the tips. But then that's why I was like, I want to use this to talk about how the tips could be better. First, please have pictures of, of more people of color who are tops. Let's talk about that. More people who are wheelchair users or disabled who are tops let's talk about the way this is marketed and who you're marketing to first let's think about that i would love to see a picture of a disabled guy in a 
as a wheelchair user who's a top, I would love to see that in in new marketing for um, 17 tips how to be a, a better top. But that initially like threw me off and I didn't like it at all. I was like, ew, no, no, ew, gross. But I, uh, so I've called this episode 13 tips to be a better top. Sorry, 13 tips to be a better disabled top is the name of this episode. Or it's actually, actually, wait. It's accessing anal, 13 tips to be a better disabled top. So the very first tip that this writer offers is to have an anatomy lesson. The very first slide is a picture of the male genital anatomy, which is important. But I find the author sticks to generalities of what most gay men will know. There needs to be an anatomy of the male genitalia that factors in for spasticity, varying levels of disability that may have altered the anatomy somewhat, etc. That's how we don't make it ableist, because it really just shows like a doctor's office version of, of the penis and the and the sphincter and the 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 asshole and all that, which is great. But again, when you have disabilities, things might look a little bit different. And I also think it would be really great and I'll put it I'll put this picture in the show notes. I would love to see a picture like this one in the show notes um, that is talks about the, where spasticity can be the most for somebody with a disability when we're talking about bottoming for somebody with uh, a disability um, and where muscle tension might be might be more or less. I'd love to see that in pictures of the, of the anatomy for tops to figure it out. For tops to figure out what what's going to cause more or less pain and what's going to work if you especially if you are a disabled top and a disabled bottom how wh- you, there should be something for you to to reference obviously you should ask your partner and we'll get to that in a little bit too but i'd love to see uh an anatomy of like the spasticity levels of disabled people and disabled bottoms sometimes so that the top will know um also, if you're an able-bodied top, I would maybe offer to douche out your partner if they are disabled. Learn about the anatomy of your partner if you're both disabled. Or if you're a disabled top and you're with a disabled bottom, be comfortable with a little poo if need be. Um, that's what I feel about it. I think we, I think I, as a disabled top, would be really comfortable with a little bit of shit if that happened because I'm used to a lot of things that might occur because of disability, so I'm much readily more able to be like, oh, things are cool, it's all right, yep, here it is. So, but I think really the initial tip of the anatomy lesson needs to have more around disability included there. The next tip I see on the list here is don't call your bottom, quote, loose, or don't call your bottom names. Well, now this seems pretty much common sense that we wouldn't want to be rude to our partners. And as a disabled person, I think we all kind of know that being called names, that I think we, blah, blah, I think we all kind of know what being called names and what being vulnerable at a time where you're naked with somebody is like. Disabled people know that, know how jarring name calling can be during sex. And so maybe we would, we would know better and t- we would know, blah, I'm trying to read this, and it's not working. I'm just going to talk it out. Maybe we would know how to not make you feel bad about yourself and make you feel shitty about yourself. Internalized ableism has taught me how to not make people feel shitty, and so that's a positive. Also, I think that if you are 
a disabled bottom and you have a, quote, loose bum, this might make things easier for a disabled top who can't thrust. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Less maneuvering to get my dick inside you. Um, I mean, it could also act as a fun, playful, with consent, obviously, nickname by a top for a bottom who may, due to disability, have less muscular control. I know that with my asshole, I, I'm losing a little bit of muscle control, which makes things super fun sometimes. Um, and so I, I would, I think I would eventually appreciate maybe my top if we knew each other and we had that level of comfort to, to play with that a little bit. The bottom line here, the bottom line, yeah, there's a joke there, is maybe don't be a jerk. Reading the article, too, they say that if you, there's a misconception that if you have a loose hole, they are therefore weakened over time or overworked through too much sex. And this is simply, according to the article, this is simply false. If you can train the sphincter to open on command, you can also close it. And this means the muscle is stronger now than before. So actually, a loose bottom is actually stronger than before. So fuck all the people who are name-calling. Look at that. And if you're disabled with a loose bum, it means you have strength. Fucking yeah, it is. You're a unicorn who's shitting out rainbows. Of course you have a loose bum. Amazing. Amazing. Before I go on to the next tip, I want to say that as I'm recording this, I am super sick. So I'm really proud of myself that I'm able to give you so much pep right now because I am not feeling well as I record this. And I'm glad that I can talk about anal sex and topping in such a jovial way because right now topping is the last thing that I want to do. But, I <laughs> but I'm glad we can talk about it together. So uh, yeah, all right, now back to the next tip. The next tip that I see here that I that I picked up on was alternate your speed. And the article says, many tops simply don't know how to fuck. They think sex is about sticking their dick, their dicks in and pounding like a machine. Unless the guy you are fucking is looking for that kind of sex, he'll probably tell you to slow down or stop. The sphincter's natural state is to be closed tight, which means you have to go slow at first while he gets used to it. Duh, obviously. Anybody who like jackhammers right away in, you're doing it wrong and it doesn't... I, I assume, because I've not yet been fucked, somebody fix that. I assume it doesn't feel super nice. So I wanted to put my spin on, my disabled spin on alternating your speed. And basically the tip here from the actual article says just, you know, go slow and be be gentle when you want to and be rough when, when you both have talked about being a bit rougher. I said, as a... As a human dildo, without the ability to thrust, in my case, not all people with disabilities can thrust, but I can't. The idea of alternating your speed is awesome because my cock is like, I can't believe I wrote this, my cock is like a choose-your-own-adventure stick shift. Fucking right it is. You can, <laughs> you can decide the speed if you are sitting on my dick and we can enjoy the ride together. So you're the one who, so the bottom is the one who has all the power, which I kind of think is sort of the truth anyway. Um, but because I can't thrust, you're kind of doing most of the, you're fucking yourself with my dick, which again is, I'm, I'm more than okay with that really. Again, this tip has no discussion of ability level in the actual article itself. And this is somewhat disturbing. There's an, there's an assumption of privilege here. And I didn't like when I read that. I wanted there to be 
something about there's nothing about disability in this whole tip thing but there could definitely be something about it in that particular tip and there wasn't and i didn't like that tip number four is condom use i found that getting the hot guy you're fucking to put a condom on your thick trip dick can be really hot so yeah in the article it's like if you don't want to wear condoms don't but if you do then you know then it can feel different when you're fucking somebody. But I think it's really hot when a guy puts on a condom on my dick, on my thick cryptic, because that way they can really feel my genitals. And if they may be configured somewhat differently as a result of disability, this act as a male disabled top can really bond you together with your bottom. And it highlights for a non-disabled partner that you can top, albeit maybe in different ways. Also, safe sex is cool. For you disabled tops who don't want to use condoms, and I know you're out there, um, consider how PrEP might have an effect on any other meds you might take for disability because there can be, you know, different side effects and things. So before we look at PrEP, and again, PrEP only, PrEP only looks at, um, PrEP only manages HIV, and it isn't a be-all and end-all, so... But if you don't want to use a condom and you want to consider prep, think about think about drug interactions before you consider that. Um, it would have been super awesome if something with respect to disability was mentioned here because if you are a disabled top, you might not be able to put on a condom and as a result, in the heat of the moment, might not decide to. So asking your disabled partner is a good option. There have been moments in my life where I haven't wanted to use a condom because, or, and there are, there have been moments, truthfully, where I haven't used a condom because I didn't want to have to ask my disabled partner to do so. And this way of, you know, getting them to touch your genitals and play with that can be really kind of exciting. And so I think that's really cool. Um, and I think that if we talked about more of that, using condoms with respect to disabled genitalia, things might change there. Um, There's a lot more to come on this episode of Disability After Dark, but first, we're going to play some ads from our awesome sponsor and some great listeners, so we'll do that and we'll be right back on Disability After Dark, the podcast shining light on sex and disability with your host, Andrew Gerza. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by the worker owners of Come As You Are. Come As You Are has the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. With feminist and anti-capitalist values, Come As You Are only carries sexuality products that they truly believe in at the lowest price possible. Get free shipping at www.comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. Hello, my name is Kaylee Trace, and I am a sex educator and the author of Hot, Wet, and Shaking, How I Learned to Talk About Sex. I listen to Disability After Dark, the podcast to shine a bright light on sex and disability. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. I hope you enjoyed those ads by our amazing sponsor, Come As You Are, and the listener ads. If you want to create a listener ad for the show, send me an email at andrewandandrewgerza.com and let me know what the show means for you. You can send me a voice memo just letting me know what the show means for you and we will put put that in our ad space 
sometime. So if you wanted to create one, I'd, I'd love to have your voice on the show. Also, if you are a company and you're looking to maybe look into sponsorship, I'd love to talk to you about having a sponsorship with Disability After Dark. We're looking for a new sponsor, some new sponsors. Uh, if you wanna, if you want to look at sponsoring one of the only programs around sexuality and disability, one of the only podcasts around sex and disability in the world, um, I'd love to talk to you about that. So if you want to sponsor the show, let me know as well. So the next tip I looked at on the original 17 ways to be a better top sheet thing says worry less about your size and then experienced bottoms will tell you that with a top with less endowment who knows how to fuck is way better than a well endowed monster who does not know how to fuck. This is probably true. And so my spin on that looking at worry less about your size was I always make the joke that I am a thick cripple all the time. My lovers know this. People that I spend time with know that I call myself a thick cripple all the time. And I'll be honest, as a disabled man who uses a wheelchair, the stigma around penis size and penile ability is huge for me. This tip doesn't does say that confidence and charisma will guide you through. And I'll add... As a disabled top, don't worry about what your disability is doing unless something is happening where you're hurting yourself or your partner and try to enjoy. Spasms can be sexy, so don't worry about how your penis is supposed to look. Don't worry about how what might be happening. Don't worry if you have a spasm and accidentally hit your partner. You, they, 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 these are things you can laugh about later. These are things you can joke about later. and Just try not to worry about the disability so so much like I like I wrote down here again spasms can be really hot the next tip I see is using your tongue and the initial the the original sheet says that using your tongue is super hot and that you should use your tongue and that it makes for a really great rim job um and the tongue is the difference between a good and bad rim job, and that's true. One of the benefits of having a disabled tongue is that it's awesome. Having a disabled tongue and a tongue that is that is involved in your muscle spasms is kind of amazing. The spasticity makes it do things that no other tongue can do. La 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 la. And it <laughs> I just did that. And it will and it will make your partner's eyes curl in the back of their heads. This may be true. I'm learning to do different things with my tongue, with my spastic tongue, learning about wh how much my tongue can actually do. And I find that when you try to emulate, if you have a spastic tongue and you try to emulate certain motions, you can't because you're trying too hard. If you um, just go in with it and just do what you can do, it's really hot. And I think also... Um, in episode 9, I mentioned that I love rimming, and I really, really, truly do. There are so many things a spastic tongue can do, and what I like about this is that if you're trying to hit different marks, but you can't because your tongue is spastic, it may feel even better for your partner. Like, when I rim somebody, I like to try to go in and out really fast, but that's really hard for me because of disability, so I'm actually maybe making them feel better and hitting different nerves because of disability, and that's kind of hot.
the next tip I see here is blow on his hole. And when I was reading the original uh, tip guide, they were the the author was like, you know, breath is a really great thing you can use, and, and remember that your breath has different temperatures, which can provide different sensations. And breath is a really great option. And me, as a queer disabled top with a disability that involves spasticity, namely cerebral palsy, anybody with with a disability that has cerebral palsy. Nope. Anybody with a disability that involves spasticity, namely cerebral palsy in my case, will have learned all in physio about the power of breath control. I can't tell you how many times as a kid I was told to breathe, slow down, take a breath, and try again. So you do this thing where you like breathe in, and you hold your breath, and you breathe, you slowly breathe it out. And so I learned all about breath control from a very young age. Little did I realize how important that would be when I started eating guys out, eating people out. Um, and ribbing a guy and blowing his hole is a great way to say to your physio, hey there, physiotherapist, I'm doing my physio in a really sexy way. This article says that certain types of blowing will release their muscles. I think this would also be really important if you are a disabled top and you're sleeping with a disabled bottom who might need to or might want to relax their bums. So if you are two queer dudes messing about, two, if you are two disabled queer dudes messing about rather, try this out. Try it. Like see if blowing, blowing into your bums feels good and then and changes the way your spasticity works. I also noticed just from personal experience sometimes when I'm Ribbing a guy, I try to I try to hold my breath because again there's someone's ass in your face, so there's a lot of stimuli that your spastic body is trying to figure out. So this is a way also to just relax your body and realize like blow in his ass and see, and then you can just relax and it'll make your job as the the rimmer that much easier. The next tip from the main article says use your teeth during a good rim job. Now, as somebody with spastic muscles everywhere, and as somebody who is constantly worried that I'm going to bite someone, I'm pretty sure there's an episode where I share that I bit someone's dick a little bit. Knowing that I can use teeth sparingly is kind of awesome. So next time I eat you out, you may just feel a chomp. I think this is also really good for people who have certain mouth issues because of disability and might have their teeth get in the way. Sometimes that happens with certain levels of disability, the mandible the what is that thing called the the climo it's like the part of your jaw the climo something that part sometimes your teeth can do things because of disability i know with cp sometimes that happens so knowing that your teeth can be involved in this can maybe make it a little bit more exciting tip number nine says in the article, the article says that as a good top, you have a responsibility to pull out and check for problems. This is true, and this is kind of awesome in terms of, like, consent things, yay, um, to make sure you're not hurting your partner and things are going to go okay. As a human dildo, for myself, if I'm fucking an able-bodied bottom or one with more ability than I have, because I could definitely fuck a disabled bottom who has more ability than I do, um... They can pull me out of themselves as needed. That's one of the joys of being a sexy stick shift driver is that 
you can decide how much you want to do, um, and that's awesome. I think it's also really important for bottoms who may have certain disabilities or chronic illnesses that may cause bleeding or internal trauma. The article says that sometimes when you're topping, you can go past a certain point where he, where the bottom doesn't know that there's pain um, and doesn't feel the pain anymore because there are no nerve endings there. And I think if you ha- if you were a, a bottom with certain types of disabilities or chronic illnesses where bleeding might be an issue, you should check on that. And it's okay to pull out. It's all right to be like, hey, let's take a minute and just make out for a second. Like, that's hot. It's I love making out and just taking a break. You know, it's hot. It's super, it's super, super turns me on. Soups. Oh, I'm such a dork. Tip number 10 that I want to use here says, says find different positions to top in. And I added that work within your disability. The, the original tip is like, one position can be super boring. And I was like, ugh, it's so ableist. Like, what if, what if one position is all you can do? And if one position is the only position that is accessible to you, fucking enjoy the shit out of that and rock that position for all it's worth. Good for you. Um, my most favorite position is obviously dead turtle, but maybe when I'm fucking somebody, I'll call it top turtle. I think we should make up positions that are positive to our disabilities and do that. I don't like that the article didn't speak on this and I don't, I think it really should have done. Um, I also think you should name your positions after disability and make it a part of the experience. The next tip that they chose to use here was take a break inside. And they basically say in the original piece that you, if you're topping somebody, you should stop thrusting and just sit with your dick inside someone else's hole, which I think is super hot and I'm down for that. Um, For me, this is great because you can just come sit on my dick and let's make out. Some of the greatest times when I have been topping somebody is we'll stop and I'll be inside them and we'll be making out. It's super hot. It's really really hot um as a disabled top this is awesome and this means that we can take a break and i think breaks are important especially when you're disabled if you're a disabled bottom and you need a break that's cool if you're a disabled top you probably need a break also and that's cool the next tip i found in the in the in the article says talk (laughs) it just says talk and to that i said yes because I think that talking as a GIMP and, and letting people know what you need is one of the easiest things we can do. And I want to know how good my thick crip feels inside you. I want to make bad disability jokes with you about it. I want to check in. I want to do all that. And I think talking is really sexy, and I love talking with my lovers. And if you are able to talk and you want to talk during the sex, I think, I think that's great. The last tip that I wanted to focus on on how to be a better disabled top from the original article says no pressure. Um, and to that I added, if you don't want to top, don't. If you can't top due to disability, don't. If topping hurts because you're disabled, don't. If you're with a bottom, particularly a non-disabled bottom, who's annoyed that you can't do certain things, and I have been there myself, and you want to stop, 
you can stop and tell them to leave. You have no obligation to do anything with anyone ever. Also, bossy bottoms out there, yo, I'm disabled. I'm doing my best to fuck you. Calm the fuck down. I'm going to do what I can and you will love it. And if not, we won't mess around. So yeah, those are my tips on how to be a better disabled top. I like taking all these these mainstream sex tips and putting my little cripple spin on it, my disabled spin on it. And we'll, we'll do more of stuff like this because I think it's important to try to imbue disability in, in all these places and see where disability can be added in. So I'm glad we got to do this one. Um, also, the Minnesotes come out every Wednesday now, so be ready for, for those. And if you want to write a letter about your experiences and feelings around disability culture, sexuality, and disability, send me an email using the, using the, using the subject line Minnesota, and let's get more Minnesotes out there. I'm going to put them out every Wednesday, and then the full episodes like this come out every Friday. So that's my plan. Thanks for listening. Alright, so that's another episode of Disability After Dark, and I want to thank you so much for shining a bright light on sex and disability with me. If you want to follow my work, you can head over to www.andrewgrizzle.com. If you love the show and you're listening to us on iTunes, please, please, please rate and review us so more people can find the show. You can also follow Disability After Dark on all the socials. On Twitter, we're at DisAftDark. That's D I S A F T. D-A-R-K-P-O-D on Twitter, or of course you can follow me directly at Andrew Gerza, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash disabilityafterdark. If you want to support the program, you can do so via Patreon. As little as $1 a month helps me keep this show going, and I can't thank you enough for all your support. You can pledge at patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark. Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Crippled Content Creations, with music by Chris Ujiuchi. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music, are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright, Crippled Content Creations, 2018.